0: Guys, welcome to Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today is Turdos, mid year the 26th, and our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com, quality headphones, 30% off. You'll need our code off the record, all one word, over at TweakedAudio.com to get some awesome earbuds shipped to you for free and 30% off their price. And of course, our show is brought to you by Audible, audibletrial.com Quest Gaming Network free book right over there at audibletrial.com. It's the only place you're going to get it. Get your free audiobook there. audibletrial.com slash Network. I am your humble host and fellow Tam Relic Traveler, Ivarwin, and I'm joined by the wonderful, the illustrious, the man who could crush an entire civilization with the sweet sound of of his words falling upon the ears of drunken emperors, Louis the Lord Master O'Lon!
1: Hello, everyone! <sighs> wow, what an intro. How do you top that? What's going on? <laughs> on Twitch, let's so. on chat, YouTube. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then there's Dave. Uh, really? <laughs> who <laughs> gets like a five minute thing and then it's like, end his squire David.
0: <laughs> Just make sure you're holding the pen the right way. You're not right, Dave.
2: <laughs> you're not waving the flag enough. Sorry.
0: Then we've got the uncompromising, the illustrious, the man who could kill Ubisoft with an angry stare and some, <laughs> some word about excrement and bulls. The one, the only shank
3: tank, I'm too good for an E in my name. That's yep. I couldn't have said it better myself. Ubisoft sucks. I don't. And Mountain Dew is awesome. What's up, guys? There you go. Uh
0: Dave, you're still uh terrible. So show Lou <laughs> Lou bring us into the show, please.
1: Whoa, well, where to find us? You wanna look for us? Hey, look for us at our website, Elder Scrolls Off the If you like Facebook, we're there as well. Facebook.com forward slash Elder Scrolls Off the Record. If Twitter's your thing, send us a tweet at Elder Scrolls Otr. And as always, you can watch this episode live at twitch.tv forward slash Quest Network at seven p.m. Eastern every Thursday night. You miss it? No worries, because later on that night or next day, you can find it on YouTube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network.
2: But you you're not gonna want to miss it. <laughs> you know why? Because today we have features from Update 1.2. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah. New updates to on the justice system incoming. Oh my! This. We'll also have weekend Game talking about The Elder Scrolls Online, as well as Skyrim, and a lot of mod talk. Mmm. Mmm. Tasty. And <laughs> in The Elder Scroll, the Loremaster himself will be talking about what now? The Marethic Era Timeline. Ooh. Things are happening. <laughs> They're a moving and plus your emails hopefully we'll have time for that of course but before
0: we get started first of all we want to welcome the chat room which is quickly filling up welcome welcome everyone you're our fifth host and uh, hopefully we we'll get some good uh chat room uh, give us your your honest opinion on a lot of the things that you're going to uh hear today and we're going to try and do our best to to watch the uh, the chat room and call it out on the show as it as it pops up uh but first as always we've got something quick to mention in fact we've got three quick somethings to mention and someone's yeah. getting an email. Who <laughs> <laughs> forgot to mute their phone today? Indeed, uh, Shank, would you mind uh, telling us uh, what it is that we want to mention very quickly?
3: Sure. Uh, Skyrim is ridiculously cheap right now, uh, thanks to the Steam sale. Uh, you can get the base game for ten bucks, which is pretty much almost free. And the Legendary Edition for $24. Uh, just, if you don't have it yet for some reason, make sure to hurry up because the sale ends on the 30th of June. Uh, you can get the Heroes Guide to Tamriel, and if you buy this, you receive one month of ESO game time. If you order now through Sunday, July 6th, which is roughly a week, uh, you will get an email code which can be redeemed for a free month. And finally, the first PvP campaign is coming to an end tonight, Thursday night. Uh, congratulations to the winners of each campaign. Uh, we believe will be the Ebonheart Pact on Wabajack because Wabajack is the coolest weapon. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks to Road from uh, TisoCast for tipping us off to this as well. Uh and since Zos is going to be shortening the duration of the campaigns and adding special events, we expect the next campaigns to be very interesting and a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah. Uh big shout out over to Rob Zig and Rory who Rory just, Gilmore Rory, Rory Gilmore who uh, who just joined our our community recently. New guildies and long long time listeners, so big shout out to them. Thanks for all of your support guys and thanks for all of you who've been listening. Uh, and just as long as well, and have been supporting us weekly with with your downloads.
2: Oh, you! Oh, you!
0: <laughs> you uh, guys! I tell you what, you know what? I forgot to do. I forgot to put up the uh, the bumpers for for the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that Isn't
2: that embarrassing? Like that's, yeah, sorry. Right, we'll have ban- we'll just if have shank only Bandit there the was ball. some way to edit it after the show and put those in. If only
1: there's just a way. Miracle software to do that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Unfortunately, um, I found it for you, so you're going to have to put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know how that looked on the stream, but hopefully it was as nerdy as uh as I tried to get it. So anyway. week in game guys the elder scrolls recap uh not just our week in game some elder scrolls fan recommendations some fun stuff maybe some novelties and of course in game chat uh we did say that that uh this week we're gonna be talking about eso and and of course a little bit here and there from skyrim um so dave let's uh i don't know you want to start the ball rolling my friend since i was i was heckling you pretty hard earlier in the show and so, no. No.
3: That's Good, cool let's man. Go I'll, t- on to Lou.
2: I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that right on the chin like a man should. No, I'm I'm gonna talk about it. And uh, uh this is something that's gonna be probably going for a while moving forward. Hold on a second. Is
4: oh. In their tongue is to vaccine. The ragged ball.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Dovahkiin himself, the man who could rip you apart with the sound of his FORCE, David Dean Force Adams, the Thu Master.
2: You're just trying to make up for yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, without a doubt, yeah. How'd I do? I still hate you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I know. I love you, baby. Um, <laughs> So, so this week and probably moving forward one of the big things this week is I really wanted to try to get and install uh Skywind and Oblivion. Mm-hmm. But I found out on their site that the initial release versions are no longer up for download. So I'm I'm stuck with normal Skyrim. I know. I I, I hear the owls. So <laughs> no, that's fine cuz uh, what, shank we oh can't God. read that okay <laughs> <laughs> i I messaged Shank asking him if he knew uh, where we could go where I could go to get uh, this this these downloads and he was just a total punk about it <laughs> so yeah, all right. So instead of that, I'm going to be modding Skyrim. So, but I'm—how do you put it—mod literate? Yeah, like like
0: most of us are, to be to be completely
2: right. honest. You you have to be like a total tools uh-huh, shank to be able to do this. <laughs> so I, I'm 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 strong arming Shank into helping me, a total noob, mod Skyrim. And I'm going to come back and and try to explain in the easiest, clearest, most simple human speech that I could possibly put out that isn't just a string of of numbers and letters that indicate some type of textual advancement.
3: First of all, Dave is not strong arming me. I am willingly and happily offering my help. (laughs) I will help anyone make their game look better. Because in fact,
2: uh, Shank said as payment for me helping him that I had to install an E and B. Yes. <laughs> All right, and ha-
0: now, now I remember there was be- there was some chatter in the very very beginning of of the show here off air.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you guys were going to stick to what's on the,
2: well, that's one thing. Is I'm I really like the simplicity of uh, installing mods through the. Steam Workshop, workshop. yeah. I, I feel that that's the quickest, easiest way. So if oh, there's that, something I that I want to install and it's on the Steam Workshop, that's how I'm going to
3: do it. Right.
2: Um, but there's a lot that just won't fit on the Workshop,
3: right? Yeah, there are. The Workshop not only has size limits, but as far as like generally like really improving stuff, that's script stuff, and the Workshop has rules and stuff that doesn't allow for that. So that for that, you have to go to the Nexus.
0: Now, right. when, every so, time you do that, do you need to get SKSE?
3: No. Uh, Dear God, no. Okay. Okay. If you mess with scripts, most of the scripting mods use SKSE. However, Dave, from what it sounds like, wants like visual on the surface stuff, not the deeper graphical stuff. Mm-hmm. And for those, you can get some of them on the workshop. Um, yeah, we installed one
2: a minute ago. Um, Pure Waters. I picked yeah, that
3: up today. And that's a very good mod, but as far as I know, it's not up to date relative to the Nexus because he just stopped updating the Workshop one. So, um, it's regarding Nexus versus Workshop. Dave is not wrong when he says there's a very good simplicity. It's the one button install on the Workshop. Yeah. You know that's awesome. On the Nexus, it can be as easy. Uh, the, there's only one extra step on the Nexus where you download a client and then from there. On the actual nexus then you say install using that client and that's the one button install so there's just one extra step on the nexus but all right so so i mean it's good that
0: it's good that dave's going to be you know playing mm-hmm. more skyrim it's good that he's he's going to be going in there to mod it up but i mean why why now why skyrim why now why mods why haven't you you know done this on the show on the show more earlier and why now are you doing this on the show and then like if there's really no answer to that, then, then what do you plan on building in Skyrim character wise with these mods?
2: Okay. I'm about to get a lot of flack for this. Um, first off, I, I, for Skyrim, I, I'm moving into Skyrim because I want something to do. Um, with the, we'll talk about it later, but with the latest patch for ESO, mm-hmm. I feel that that's not for me currently. I still have months of subscription time to the game, but currently I have no interest of playing ESO in its current form with nothing to do. So I need something to do. I've beat Skyrim how many times over? A few good times. So I think it's time for me to go all in on Skyrim. Something I've never done before. I've always been very minimalistic when it came to Skyrim. The worst I've ever done is installed uh, SKSE so I could have Sky UI. Yeah. So I've I've always, always, always been very minimalistic in Skyrim. So the one thing I've never done is gone crazy with visual mods and gone crazy with, you know, all, all the tiny fixes to make it look and feel beautiful.
0: Right. Well, I got to admit, you know uh, this this probably comes as is maybe a little bit of a shock or a disappointment to some of our listeners, but you know there's there's a lot of our listeners out there are, are sort of saying the same thing that uh, once you hit fifty and you get into the veteran rank, you know the 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 leveling experience in the veteran rank content is is extremely slow, and um, you know the quality of life as a result of it is is not very is not very good. So so. You know you're not you listeners out there that sort of agree with that. Um, there's people on the show that feel that too, so you're not a wrong and B not alone. So we want to make sure that that your voices uh out there are are being heard too and again, I said this last episode, and I'll say it again. you know this is an Elder Scrolls show. This is a show about the series, and we're we're talking about the latest game. In the Elder Scrolls series, so um, <laughs> Archon says, "What left field much of Arwen?" <laughs> Sorry, Archon. <laughs> uh, so the the fact of the matter is that you know this this show will always be about the series as a whole, and most notably about the the latest game. And right now, that is about Elder Scrolls Online. And and news wise, you're going to see that. Gameplay wise, you're gonna see you're gonna see some some departure from that. You're gonna see people talking about. Oblivion, Skyrim, sure, Elder Scrolls Online, but, you know, Morrowind, too, and, and even um, Arena and Daggerfall, if, if we can, and you're going to start seeing that, so don't be surprised. Um, but we're still going to give you all that stuff that, that you need, all that news and updates that you need from Elder Scrolls Online to, to make sure that you ESO players out there are kept up to date Absolutely, but you know, Dave, catching flack well, on playing more Skyrim, I, I don't see how that's going to
2: happen. We, we actually got a question in the chat. Will Dave still be our guild leader? Uh, let me put it this way. While I'm not going crazy on Elder Scrolls Online, especially because you know I don't have the crazy itch right now to be dedicated to it 100%, I still play Rift. This last weekend, I went and played with the Rift guys on their show. On Sunday morning, and I intend to the next Sunday morning too. So I won't leave ESO. In fact, I'm more biding my time until the quality of life increases than anything else. I'm not going anywhere. I still have months of game time. It's just I'm not exclusively playing ESO. Yeah, we we had. Uh, we're just friends now
0: <laughs> well well uh <laughs> that that happens to be just dave uh but um i am not just friends with with eso i am i am making sweet passionate love oh, uh, whoa. to that oh, game. Whoa. jesus there was some ear licking going on earlier
2: oh ah, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to go You're going to go
4: awkward <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what's even more awkward is he had his nephew playing it today. Oh, yeah, did you see that picture of Cole and Brago?
4: Yeah, Brego keeping
0: and,
2: it in the family, huh? Keeping it up.
0: Bingo, that's it's what we're doing.
1: <laughs> uh, right there. Bringing the fuzzies into it with, with Brago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lannisters? Oh, <laughs> uh, bad.
2: bad.
0: All right, let's, let's, leave, let's leave the <laughs> nine-year-old out of this. I'll tell you what, though. It was awesome seeing him play Elder Scrolls Online Man, I, today. I, that was cool. He was he was all about it. He's like, "Look, Uncle Joe, I'm doing it. I'm doing it." I'm like, "You're doing a great job, buddy." He's swinging his axe left and right, killing mobs, and then and then I'm like, "All right,
2: it's time for me to play. It's time for you to log off." <laughs> so I do have one final mod I want to bring up that I installed that I installed for me. Sure. ENB. No, we'll get No, I haven't installed that yet. Shut but up, Dave. I, I- <laughs> I was on the the workshop, and I saw it, and it looked at me, and I looked at it, and I was like, I need to take it home. Yeah, what's that? I installed a Mewtwo Pokemon follower. Oh, God. He casts fireballs (laughs) at things! You can put a sword on him, and because of the way his his, his model looks, it looks like he's, like, telekinesis holding the sword up. Oh, it's so ballin'.
0: So, Dave used to be on the show. Uh, it's kind of sad to see him go. You don't uh, even know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. Mewtwo follower. Come on. That's, oh. And he talks like a normal calm dude, like Mewtwo, just like, yeah. Cause he doesn't talk. He uses telekinesis. So he just like calmly talks to you. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's so cool. It's so cool. Oh my God.
0: So when all that was coming out, I was just getting into college, so I, I kind of missed the whole Mewtwo thing. So
3: um, when that was coming out, I was I was just making fun of kids like Dave. Yeah. So what y'all are saying is y'all don't have a soul, and I'm awesome. No. Right. Right. The opposite. Okay. of that.
2: Last I checked, I have a Mewtwo.
0: <laughs> How's the DPS on your Mewtwo, Dave? Balling. Balling, huh? <laughs> Um, I, I, we've got, we've got basically a book that was written in the chat room. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Cause I am trying to direct the conversation in the show. Uh, God I will, forbid, I will read it. God forbid. It. But did someone, yeah. Is that cleared? Are we good on that one?
3: Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm reading read, it right yeah. now. Do
0: it, do it, do it right now. Oh, out loud. Oh, like, oh, I thought, I thought you're reading it right now. Go ahead. So do what you got to do. And then once you clear it, then sure, we'll, sure. we'll get back to it. Hmm. Okay, so so Dave, um, anything else that you plan on installing?
2: Well, Shank has a list a mile long for me. I guess I have to get EMB. Yeah. There's a few others that I got to get. Uh, he has like a 2K texture pack, which is supposedly like twice as good as the HD one that they hand out to you for free. Mm-hmm. Four times. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Shank has a list a mile long of crap that I need to get.
3: All right. Okay. Very good. How are we doing over there, Shank? So uh, we have an uh, an individual. I I honestly cannot pronounce the name. So his Op- name is Operator now Perry. Operator um, Perry. What? Operator Perry. Right, Kenneth. Uh, <laughs> uh, our our loyal viewer, Operator Perry, um, is basically posing the question. You know, uh, with the huge number of subs. I got to ask, you know, why isn't the game free to play yet? And he thinks, or she thinks that the answer lies in the console release, uh, which is, as we know, is delayed, uh, six months. And, um, basically saying there's no, the console release could save it because right now there's no competition for console players in that same vein, I guess, for, uh, with that genre and style. Mm-hmm. um, and he's talking about the controls here as well, that, it, that this the, the, the type of game that it is and how the game controls mechanically, um, from our experience, would translate better to something like this with a controller. Um, so I think he's just uh, postulating, and he asks, do you think the console launch will save the game, or do you think it's doomed for failure?
0: No and no. I don't think the console launch is going to save the game. I don't think the game needs saving. Uh, I think the game is just fine. Um, we've always said on this show, and I still hold to that, and we're starting to see that, that this game will always have a very small and niche community. It was extremely hyped, not overhyped. I think it's, it's every bit uh, a, as good of a game as the developers were saying it was. <clears throat> I just think that, that um, um, expectations of gamers is not aligned with the game. That being said, I know there's a ton of a ton of issues with the really? game, and we'll we'll get into that uh, soon.
2: Uh, um, Go ahead. Dave. We actually have people in the chat room who are saying exactly what I'm thinking. That every MMO goes through this cycle. Yes, and you can pretty much predict when when people are going to drop off. Mm-hmm. We already said this. That the first month, the people who genuinely don't like the game are going to drop off. Yeah. By three months in, the people who hit in game and then get bored are going to drop off. Hi. Right. That's me then you're going to have the what's left over is going to be the loyal fan base and new customers. Mm-hmm. The game is exactly what it's what it's supposed to do. This is how an MMO launches.
3: Yeah. It, well, I think it's I think it's a little bit different because you said loyal customers, right? And new customer, you said loyals and the new customers. In this case, this, yeah. this game has a very unique position of there's a lot of overlap between those two segments because you have the Elder Scrolls loyalists, but they are also new customers to the MMO. Um And I think that, Ivar, when you said niche, I think that's the niche that if they really focus on that little niche, because you're right, this is different from all the other MMOs that have come out. And I personally think it's a bit unrealistic to expect WoW-like success, like World of Warcraft-like success or something similar to that, because I don't don't think that's possible. But it always was unrealistic. It was always unrealistic. I am 100% behind that. But I think in my book, it will be a success, is if you can, if you play to that niche and they really, really like it, and they're the guys that stick it out. Will it? Is it going to, you know, drive away probably some of the quote-unquote MMO hardcore that, you know, as you guys say, go from MMO to MMO? They'll probably be disinterested in it. But the the customers and the players that are left will be, you know, people that play MMOs or people that are loving Elder Scrolls, and a good healthy mix between the two. I don't think you're going to have that kind of hardcore base necessarily the mmo quote-unquote mmo hardcore base on there but that's i think that's perfect for this game for what it's trying to do and if it plays to that niche especially with the console release and the way that this game controls and it i do believe the controller is perfect for it i would mark that as a success
0: yeah i'd be very surprised if uh if this game does very well on on the consoles at all um i hope it does but i i'd be surprised if it if it does um, all right, so so uh, Dave, anything else? Um, No. No? Okay. That's good for me. What about you, Lou? What's been going on in Tamriel for you this week?
1: Well, a bunch of things. Uh, Still my high elf sork, our Miller Dominion. Oh, got her almost at the better rank seven. Still doing the quest grind. Mm-hmm. I actually caved in a little. Remember I said last week I was going to try and get some Craglorn XP grind groups. Did it for a couple hours, got bored really quick, <laughs> so I left and basically went over to uh, DC Land and started the quest chains there. Okay. Yeah, so I just finished doing. Um, well, I finished. Oh uh, Gosh, Carnotyshrus, not Carnotyshrus. Um. Oh gosh, the very first island again, in DC, um, starter island. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, Mackay. Um, I finished Strauss- McKay McKay, and yeah. I just finished Betnik.
0: Okay. Doing so, Betnick. so what what bored you in in Craglorn? Are you were you unable to find a group or something?
1: No, uh, no, I found a group, but it, it's just the same. It's lather, rinse, repeat. Lather, rinse, repeat. You know, go from one end of the zone, or just go to one spot like the towers, or you know, you go to uh, the Dungeon Balment to farm that, or you farm anomalies, and you just move from place to place, and you just do the same thing. Right. I mean, granted, the XP gain is 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 very nice. Um, you do get uh, quite a bit of loot that drops, so you can either get you know convert to mats or just sell them. You know, and you get a really nice chunk of change, which is always welcome. But after a while, you know, like anything else, do too, too long, it just becomes well. For me, it just got boring, and I didn't want to do that for yeah. like another four or five hours.
0: To me, this game is in desperate need of of some distraction based content. Yes,
2: Characteristic, stick, really. please. Yeah,
0: I mean, um, leveling is is fantastic. I love the way the game feels. I love building my character. But uh, you know, when you're Lou, when you're saying lather, rinse, repeat, I like I know exactly what you're talking about because it's it's uh, killing and questing, basically a hundred percent of the time. If you're not, if you're not in Seattle exploring and, and doing PVP. Um, so uh, I think I really, really, really would like to see festivals. Like you see, like we shout out on the show, like you read on our Twitter account every single day for over a year now, we've been telling you exactly what today's date is in on the Tamriella calendar. And if it's, if it's a, a holiday or not and what that holiday is and we explain it. And we do it on this show now. I would love to see um those those holidays come to life in Elder Scrolls Online. And a lot of those holidays too were came about in the second era. Right smack dab in the middle of Elder Scrolls Online. So I would like to see that. I'd like to see festivals where, you know, you're going out there and you're you're playing games and, and um you know, you're earning uh earning cool little fun items and, and stuff.
3: I, I think it needs that. Mm-hmm. And God. uh we have Wicked Wolf in the chat saying they really need to flesh out open world. Sometimes I just want to go explore and not just in the current zone I am in. And I I think, you know, as far as distraction goes, <laughs> laying a world in front of your feet, that sounds like a pretty big distraction to me. So I would uh, I would be definitely down for that. I mean, it's. It's a little bit different because in, in a single-player game, you can, like, make uh, sort of procedural quests and just things that just randomly crop up. So I understand that there might be a certain technical pushback from that, but yeah. I, I definitely agree. Like, fleshing out – I mean, this is the thing. Like, you're you're sitting on 20-something years of lore – with just a literal a gigantic map, man, a gigantic world in front of you. Take advantage of the actual, like the physical space of the world, yeah. And just just open it up. Honestly, just open it up because I, I think I think it, in my opinion, in my in my very naive opinion, I think that would provide uh, a lot. Of that carrot on the stick, as Dave said, of opportunities for those those certain players that are leaning more Elder Scrolls than MMO. I think that would be great, honestly.
2: Well, it goes without saying that I'm the opposite. I'm the MMO guy. You know what really kept Rift alive for me when they brought it out? That I think would do amazing in this game is the one to two man dungeons, the Chronicles in Rift. Mm. If they brought out something like that in in ESO, some small, very, very small group content, one to two player, it would be doable. Or being able to go through the old dungeons when you're level 50. Because honestly, I get my butt whooped going through some of the really low level dungeons, even while 50. I don't feel stronger. Um,
0: alright, so I, yeah, I I hear what you're saying, and and good points all around. Uh, Lou, continue please.
1: Well, I want to get back to the point where they brought, you know, distraction yes. content up, okay? And I think that's one of the things that they can definitely improve on, because you know, as you mentioned, you know, there really isn't uh, much distraction content at all. Fishing's there, but to me, it's lackluster.
3: Whoa, now hold right. on here. Hey, <laughs> whoa, you know. need to back
1: down there. <laughs> Alright, it, it's no Cabela show, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> the the thing is, we have three additional guilds we are a part of. We can become a part of, right? We got the Fighters Guild, the Mage's Guild, and the Undaunted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Granted, the the Mage's Guild and the Fighters Guild, you've got the underlying story associated with them. Okay. But the problem with those is that they're very episodic. Meaning, you do one episode, and you're pretty much off air for the next two, three, or four weeks before something else happens. Yep. Okay, there's nothing continuous going on with the Fighter's Guild, or the Mage's Guild, alright? Undaunted, my god, what do you do? Once you get that quest, once you join that group, what do you do? You just have to do Dungeons. That's it. Th- there's no, to me, there's no substance behind the Undaunted. They're just a group of NPCs in every faction that you just go to, yeah, buy them drinks, get their skill tree, do Dungeons and that's it. You never have to deal with them ever again.
0: Well, hold on one second, Lou. Um, the, the chat room is saying that you know, or some people in the chat room are saying that you know, all the quests in the game isn't that isn't that a ton of content? Uh, you know, we're not we're not saying that it's not a ton of content. What we are saying is that when you go to an MMO that's been around for a very long time, like like Lord of the Rings Online, or or now Rift and and SwoTOR um, are starting to feel this way as well. There's more to do in those games other than the base game, other than the the launched game, uh, dungeons, quests, building your character. There's more to it, and and even Paul Sage in a recent interview had said that you know the, the game needs time to to grow and mature, uh, which is not a direct quote by the way. I am definitely paraphrasing, but that that was in the vein of what he was trying to say. Um, Distraction based content is great for an MMO because when you're done when you get bored of questing and we all get bored questing um, or we start to be, feel that it is becoming monotonous no matter how interested in the story you are you want to, you don't want to log out of the game but you do want to do something else and and one of the best ways to to do that is um, by going on to an event you know star wars the old republic right now has a fantastic event going on they got two events going on right now Which is the, uh, the, the, um, uh, Narshadah Casino Nightlife event and, uh, a Galactic Starfighter event where you play the game completely differently. And it's, it, you know, it too has its issues, but it's still fun and something that's different than just, you know, questing. And I think Elder Scrolls Online, when they eventually get around to putting these kinds of events and, and distraction based content, Updates into the game, I think you're going to start to realize that, wow, you know, this, this all of a sudden now feels, um, fantastic in a way that the game didn't feel before. You're going to realize that you missed something and didn't know you were missing it. I guess that's, uh, kind of my point. Uh, Lou, anything else? Right.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, The main point I wanted to make, the fact that nowhere did I say that there's no lack, there's a lack of content in the game. Hmm. So please, whoever's saying that in the chat, reread or re-listen to what I said. (laughs) Reread a radio show. (laughs) Okay. I did not say there was a lack of content in the game. Someone just said in the chat, you need to diversify what they have. Because it's like doing one chore constantly. Always questing the same two or three people gets boring. It does. It gets repetitive. All right. What I'm saying is that they had three additional guilds. You could have written and expanded, and made major story arcs, which they did. But like I said, it's episodic. You reach a certain level, you get a quest from them. That's it. Once you're done with that quest, boom, you're done. You never see them again on so the 10, 12 levels. Right. All right. Boring. I want to be constantly involved. I always want to be striving to do something for these guilds. It's like faction rep grinding in World of Warcraft. I'm sorry to bring it up, but that's one of the best examples out there. Okay. With Mrs. Pandaria, you get a whole skew of other factions to work for on top of the oh, regular God. loving Mists quests, had, the regular storyline quests.
2: Billions it's of just extra crap that extra had no bearing on anything except for maybe. It, it didn't affect the story in Mrs. Pandaria. 90% of everything didn't touch the story in Mrs. I- Pandaria. But it had all this extra crap for you to go do every day. Oh I hate dailies. Well it gives you something to do. Right.
1: Uh, trials aren't diversified anymore because that's that's cut off. Till Veteran 10, VR ten. Alright, even then it's 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 once you're done with it, you're done. You right. have no reason to go back to it unless you want to beat the time clock again.
0: Yeah, and and that's that, that basically our is our point, is that we're we're looking forward to a time when you know, you're you're gonna have all of that distraction based content in the game and, and uh and it's there and there's there's variety in in the gameplay. Um all of the all of the PVE and PvP stuff is fantastic, but you know, like Lou was saying, it gets monotonous after a while and uh you know, you you, you long to to do something else in the game. And you know, you'll see eventually when when the game starts to mature and, and get some of that some of those updates out as the developers have have time to to put it out. It'll mm-hmm. be it'll be uh, warmly welcomed,
1: right? And, and you know, just to further reinforce one of the points mentioned earlier again. All right, what point have we reached in the game? We're not even well, maybe ninety days, right? Out from the game's yeah, launch. There's
2: plenty of time for them to add stuff in. Exactly. It's- again. You know, it takes time to flesh out an MMO. MMOs don't release amazing. Rift sure as hell didn't. No. Sotor sure as hell didn't. No. WoW sure as hell didn't. No. <laughs> right. it, hell. It's,
1: it's been rocky. It's going to be rocky.
0: It always okay. is rocky. It doesn't matter what MMO it is.
1: Right. And it's always is, rocky. You have to allow the developers, you have to give the studio the time it needs to fix the mistakes. However, by the same token, though, that doesn't give the developer, you know, carte blanche to be laissez-faire about, you know, when they do their stuff. Okay? Like some of the issues that, you know, Dave may have with the Nightblade. Yeah, that's stuff needs to be fixed. Okay? Right.
2: Yeah, that makes the class unplayable. There's right. The class,
1: is, so. you know, almost unplayable in some instances or is just not fun to play. Players don't enjoy, you know, using that class. All right. That's a problem that need, they need to fix. You know, I'm at the point to where, yeah, they have an aggressive content update schedule, you know, I'm with the mind saying, you know what? Push that back. Get everyone working on fixing the game, what you have now. Fix what you have now instead of putting on more bells and whistles, giving you a coat of paint, fix what's under the hood. Get it working, and then everyone will be happy.
0: Well, I think it's a balance that you have to strike. I, I don't think you, you would be doing well if you gave up the left side for the right side or in the right side for the left side. You got to meet somewhere in the middle, and um, I, I find their their content uh, updates, uh, their their the cadence for that is is extremely good. Um, but right. you know, it's with, good. With However, it,
1: every content update they put out has broken something. That's why I'm saying I'm, they need to stop. I
0: wouldn't they
1: have say. Because they've never that. released a patch, major content patch, without breaking something in the game in terms of either class skills abilities or something more catastrophic
0: i I don't know about that uh, maybe maybe not I mean the the last update that we had this week which was which is very very which was big it was a major patch it was a major update um, I don't I haven't heard anything was broken yet on that uh, I think I think maybe this was this was the one time when they so far which you know this is their second major update um, I, I think they're I think they're doing pretty good on that. I don't know. Um, all right, we we are getting a little bit long with this. Uh, we should we should move on, but I don't want to move on without without you know you getting everything you know stated uh, today. So I mean, did, is is there anything else that you got? You want to bring something else?
1: Well, yeah, I'm learning to actually I'm splitting my crafting amongst all my characters in ESL. I'm not going to try and do all in one. Oh, okay. I'd rather conserve the skill points. Like you know what, my sorky is just going to work on clothing. Uh, woodworking <laughs> and provisioning, because those, you know, I, I would definitely find more advantage to her. Yeah. To that class, yeah. You know, same thing with my dragonite. She's gonna focus on on blacksmithing, uh, you know, weapons and armor. Mm-hmm. And then I got my uh, uh, my templar. She's gonna be working on everything else. Like she'll be the alchemist. She'll be the enchanter. That way, I'd have to make that hard choice between. Oh my god, I don't want to, you know, put skill points and start working on this trade craft. Like, no, you know what? For yeah. now, I'll split it up since I am playing all those characters anyway, and you know, it still gives me time and leeway with the skill points.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to run into a little bit of that myself, actually. So, all right. Um, what else? Well, other
1: than that. Uh, let's see. No, that's, uh, oh, I do want to end with one thing. Uh, jewelry accessories in the game, uh, I wish there were more options. Because, uh, the ones I'm finding so far are really, really not to my liking or the fact that, uh, especially my Warlock set, my High of Sorcerer, it's the, still the same Veteran Rank 1 set. <laughs> I think last time I spoke to Mori, there's only two sets of it Veteran Rank 1 and Veteran Rank 12. Like, so, what about everyone else in between who wants to use that set? Mm hmm. I mean, granted, you know, slight upgrades, but you know what? Can, can we get, like, interim versions of it to so where it gets a slight boost somewhere along the line? Right. So. And then Skyrim, still tweaking it out. More mods. That's what I'm doing. Can't wait.
0: What kind of mods are you putting in your Skyrim?
1: Uh, right now, uh, as, well, I think we mentioned it before, when we were off air, uh, the realistic lighting, <laughs> the weather, weather pack, the environment. Um, I'm blind in dungeons right now without a torch, so screw you, Shank. Um, <laughs> need a light to see, and I'm actually thinking about, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. You know, I'll get A and B and try and get that thing to run on this game. So my game could look maze balls like Shank, you'd say.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Shank, what have you been doing in game, dude?
3: Uh, nothing. All right, okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, yeah, so so, I have no idea. Something happened to my saves. Um, I checked the Steam cloud to see if they were there, they weren't. So, I I don't know what happened, but anyway, it was a good enough excuse. I was like, "Eh, I'll just make a new character and I'll live stream this experience. So that was cool, and the entire live stream actually is—you can go catch it right now on uh, youtubecom Network, and it's—it's it's the whole thing from the like literally the intro to when I stopped. Um, so what did I do? I created a new Breton chick, and I named her Crispy because she has the need for speed. Oh lord! And of course, and the, the need for not
2: being in our chat room tonight.
3: I know. I, I already gave her crap about it on Twitter. Um, but and when I was streaming this, though, the real Crispy was in the chat room, and uh, she thought this was amazing, and she was totally on board with it. And uh, she she totally agreed that Crispy should have the need for speed, the, the Breton Crispy. Um, so that was cool. Um, it was awesome because I uh, – I, of course, I just wandered, but I, I asked the chat room. I was like, so what do you guys you – know, what, what do you want me to do? Uh, like, where do you want me to... Is there any specific spot on the map you want me to go see? And they requested uh, that I find, like, a high point on the map. And they really just, I guess, wanted to see some vistas. Okay. Um, maybe because I told them I monitored or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, we'll go find some vistas. So from the Riverwood starting area, I uh, walked all the way up to the uh, the, the mountain that uh, Maroon's Dagon is on. And, of course, there's the... Uh, the um, one of the standing stones is right there, too. So I basically just stood... Uh, on that peak and I just kind of looked westward uh, towards solitude and at this point like the clouds were sort of rolling in and you could just like see the snow falling and stuff and you could just see for miles and miles and it was sounds awesome it was pretty epic yeah <laughs> it was pretty epic so that was really fun um then crispy though at the real crispy wanted me to walk over to Donstar because she had the need for speed um, so I walked over to Donstar, and apparently apparently there were these hidden chests in the game, like these invisible chests, I guess, near one of the mines. Uh, and I searched and I searched, but I couldn't find it. So, and somebody in the chat suggested this too when I was streaming that maybe, you know, Bethesda patched them out or something, but uh, I couldn't find it. So I got a little bummed out. But uh, so next I continued, uh, I walked uh, south toward over to the uh, adjacent mountain range uh, to show the chat room a little bit of, you know, some lesser known. Locations in the the northern part of Skyrim. Uh, there was a, for example, there was a Silverhand Lair layer, and a uh, kind of overlooked tower, sort of uh, a little bit further south uh, east of it, which was all on, on another mountain there. So that was that was pretty cool because that was another vista. Continued walking south, and uh, eventually. I got to this point where I had to fight a spriggan. Dude, I somehow survived this. I don't even know how. This was me like this is literally like Shank birthed from the womb fighting a spriggan. This is this is this doesn't work. Like this this shouldn't work. That's not a good thing. It's like it's like going from like drinking milk straight to like whiskey. That that's like a bad deal. (laughs) Is it
0: (laughs) it exactly like that, Shank?
3: (laughs) It's exactly like that. (laughs) I'm totally shocked. So that scared me a little bit, and I had to use all my health potions. Uh, that was that was fun. Uh, there was definitely some panic on my part. I bet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and at this point, the sun was just starting to set, uh, and I was on the mountains. If you can picture the map in your head of uh, the Rift and East March, and where those two uh, come together, you kind of have a set of hills right there. And I was walking east along those hills. And I turned around and I saw the Sun setting over the, the throat of the world and the other uh, the, the mountains in the distance and man I, I it was just really really pretty so I took screenshots of that and then you, of course I turned around and I saw the moon just and it was this blood red moon because of the sunset and uh, I took a screenshot of that as well and uh, tweeted them out but I thought it was it was a very very I guess atmospheric is the way that I would describe that live stream. Uh so, so if you so, haven't seen it, I would encourage you to, go to watch it. If especially where, if you just like me wandering for two hours and doing nothing.
0: Where where can people watch uh the, the two hour long
3: wandering of nothingness in Skyrim? They can watch it at uh <laughs> youtube.com slash questgaming network. And I just want to say before I wrap up my, my little gameplay section uh-huh. that uh I really like uh, that a lot of you guys, listeners, Coconuts. viewers, whoever, uh, just turn up and watch me do nothing for hours on end. I think that's—I don't know—it's really, really cool to. <laughs> I don't know. It's—it's—it's it's nice. Like, and, and I've talked about this previously, but that—that's kind of the the. That's the multiplayer aspect for me in the Elder Scrolls games: is streaming the game, discussing it obviously every week with you guys, and then then sharing that experience, and you know showing that showing the world and just just I don't know, it's 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 a weird way to think about multiplayer, but that's that's how I think about it and I really like that aspect of the game.
0: Oh, it's a way to I mean you care about the community, you care about you care about the games and there's a community uh around it and therefore you you care about the community, you want to connect to the community and you know, you get to do that with live streaming mm-hmm. uh on a weekly basis with this. So so yeah, I, I totally understand um where you're at. Mm-hmm. Anything else, man?
3: That was it, man. It was yeah. just, it was really super fun. I loved it.
0: All right. Well, uh, I got a lot to say, and I'm going to try and keep it as, as, as quick as possible. So if there's anything you want me to elaborate on, just sort of shout it out. But um, I've been playing the hell out of some Elder Scrolls Online, and I am a better human being for it, I'll tell you that. I feel like I've reached a state of zen that. <laughs> uh, problems problems may be in the game but uh, I'll tell you what I'm not feeling them uh, not yet anyway I've got my Templar up to level 42 guys and uh, I'm taking on a lot more of the uh, the tanking skills so I unlocked and have uh, been leveling up the focused charge skill and I morphed it into explosive charge this week so it does uh, it does damage to all the enemies in the immediate area so when I when I charge at an enemy you guys don't have to mute up it's okay uh, when I charge in an enemy, all right, it, bam, it hits, does AoE effect damage.
3: It's it's great. I love it. Wait, so hold on. You, like, literally run into him? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a charge. You charge at him. You go
0: directly at these guys. You charge at him, and um, when, you, when you morph the skill from focus charge into explosive charge and you hit him, it does a little AoE damage as well.
3: I would somehow find a way to completely butcher that skill. It's great in
0: for my- tanking. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> it also has a stun effect in there too. So I always go after the the mage in a group because usually when you find a group of mobs, there's a mage somewhere in there. You go after you go after the the light armor guy wearing the staff on his back, and bam, charge him. Everyone else gets pissed off and starts attacking. <laughs> you. I love it. <laughs> Uh, today I healed Blackheart Haven, which is a level 41 dungeon in, uh, don't quote me on this, Bangorai. There you go.
2: You did what to, to be, who? Bangkorai. Is Bancori. that going to be like
0: bleeped out? It might have to. I
2: think we're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to take that out.
0: Uh, so for those of you out there that may have been offended by what I just said, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bankorai, I believe that's what it's called. In any event. Uh, great boss fights in there. Tons of fun, uh, especially towards the end. I actually found Liz. Liz and I were in the same group together, and I wasn't 100% sure if that was her. She knew it was me. She never said anything, so she's an idiot, and I hate her for life now for not uh, for not saying hi to me earlier in the group. But a uh, big shout-out to Liz, who is in this chat room today, for actually helping me heal. She was a great healing partner. And uh, if anyone out there sees Liz in the game, and she can heal you. you can rest your back on her because she' is, she's a fantastic um, partner to uh, to heal with. So So thanks for your help, Liz. Because of Liz's ability to heal and my because of her and I like kind of partnering up and trying to heal the party together, we were also able to do damage in the group, which helped out too. So if you're not a great healer, or if you feel like uh, you haven't uh, fleshed out your character to be a hundred percent a healer. Don't worry about it, because chances are the guy next to you did the exact same thing. And the two of you can work together to off-heal and, and DPS at the same time. And, and it worked out great. We we had a uh, blast in that dungeon.
2: Liz, Liz is saying that wasn't her.
0: <laughs> that was her. And she's lying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had we had a good time. And if that wasn't her, I'm all unbelievably confused. So was, doesn't so have a computer, dude. What's that? You
3: were just running Liz around. doesn't have r- a
2: computer. Really? She's moving. She's moving right now. She doesn't have a computer. Well, now. I know she's moving, but.
0: No, that was her. Shut up. So anyway, we, we had a great time <laughs> in there. And uh, I'm sure uh, Liz and I will be having a conversation at some point <laughs> later on where I'll be far more embarrassed than I
2: currently am. So. <laughs> <laughs> that or someone hacked Liz's account. Oh, somebody has a, a character named Mistress Lebeau. <laughs> and it isn't Liz. And is it.
0: It was Mistress like something, and yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I thought that was Liz towards the end, and.
3: Uh... <laughs> well, dude, hey, now, now, whoever it is, you know that you they have your back.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you so what, though, at the end of the day. A-
2: all I those nice things we said about Liz, forget them. They're gone. gone. <laughs> They're gone. Go away. We don't don't worry about it. Oops, that wrong person. Sorry, Liz.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Uh, we didn't mean to uh, to tell everyone that you're awesome. So.
1: <laughs> so he's gonna be a jerk and take those back. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Um, but this is, uh, I guess, this is news to me. Yay, live. <laughs> Alright, so I love my Templar, right? And uh, yesterday I was going to stream my leveling build, but none of you jerks answered your cell phone, so I had to kind of just, you know, forget
3: that whole thing. It was sad. <laughs> it was sad. I helped you shut up, set up Shadowplay, though, so that's good.
0: Yeah, and then you abandoned me in my hour of need. Good friend you are.
3: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... um, I love my, my Templar build, and I want to share it with you guys. Uh, Dave's, Dave's cracking up right now.
4: The <laughs>
2: road in the chat room is like, what Avarin isn't saying is he wrote whispers of provocative things to Liz in jest, and now we know it wasn't Liz, just some very upset young man that was too afraid to argue. <laughs> yeah some guy going, Who's a barman and why did he touch me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this is. <laughs> oh, I love you a barman, you're the
4: best.
0: Hey i yeah um so how exactly does one like conversationally move away from something like this? I mean is it it's really not possible.
3: <laughs> It'd be so funny. There was probably not talk about this anymore. <laughs> so, Dave, Dave, survivability. Dave just, DPS. Dave, Dave, just imagine if they had proximity voice. Uh, Liz, that was that was so awesome. Thank you. And then all of a sudden you hear back No
2: problem. Yay. I'm Liz. <laughs> I don't understand why he
3: keeps calling me Liz.
2: I don't know who Liz is, but you're
3: welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. You were so awesome and man, your character's hot. Uh, you, you're, you're welcome, dude, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go play Wii?
0: Oh, hold on. Here, it wrote says, uh, of Arwen, uh, from one host to another, here's how you do it. And I quote, well then, moving on, continue your show, end quote. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that works for you guys. Does that work? So,
1: so how about them crafting skills?
0: How about them crafting skills? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- <laughs> so, so, um, Here's here's what I love. Here seriously, here's what I love about my my Templar build. Okay, I've got it's a strictly a leveling build Is at least as far as I'm I'm aware of at the moment. I do lots of DPS. I have a lot of survivability and I got a little self-heal in there for myself. I'm using Explosive Charge, Pierce Armor, Puncturing Sweep, Honor the Dead, Solar Barrage and my ultimate is Crescent Sweep. So, for those of you out there who have Templars, ...who are wondering what's a really strong build from, from 1 to 50... Um, ...I'm going go over that one more time. It's Explosive Charge, Pierce Armor... ...Puncturing Sweep, Honor the Dead... ...Solar Barrage, and uh, Crescent Sweep as the ultimate. Great. You, it's, it's, I'm doing very well by it. I absolutely love it. I'm using five pieces of heavy armor... ...and I've got two pieces of light armor with all the passive bonuses... ...that lower Magicka cost, increase Magicka recovery... And also increases Spell Resist. I have 19 points in Magicka, 19 points in Health, and 3 points in Stamina. And I'm using the Mage Stone, which increases my Max Magicka. Uh, so, as far as a build goes, I, I love it. I, I, I rip through quests because I'm killing the mobs real fast. And um, I'm able to heal myself when things get a bit hairy. I've got a a good amount of magic to carry me through most fights during during uh questing and it's it's great. Uh next week I'm going to go over my my uh my healing build as well. So, and that's basically restoration staff and restoration tree just maxed out for the most part.
2: Um we have the chat room in fact rode saying that um this is entirely lore breaking. I think they're actually talking about other stuff in the chat, but I'm agreeing that your build is actually lore-breaking.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I need to break your lore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else? Uh, Logging in each day to to feed my horse oats because oats are awesome. It adds one inventory slot. What's that? Oats are balling.
2: Oats are balling. Oats are are balling. Speed. I feed that horses. Need in fact, you need to yeah. buy three horses and feed them one in each way. You have the capacity horse you just have equipped all the time, mm-hmm. and then have one for speed. There's one for an endurance, I think. I forget that one, but have one for speed and one for uh like capacity. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm good right
0: now. Like I was I was feeding it um to to get its stamina up, and I'm I'm pretty happy with where that is now. So now I'm just trying to add my my inventory, and for like the last, I don't know, last week or so I've been doing this, and uh, it's great. I've got like 90 slots in my inventory now, and for 250 gold to pop, it's not that bad. Not at all. So um, on top of that, I've also purchased two upgrades to my bank, uh, which are 10-slot 10-slot upgrades. Uh, those are expensive, but I definitely needed them because I've been doing a lot of crafting. Uh, I got my alchemy up to 18. Blacksmithing is 20. Clothing is 16. Woodworking, 15. I started enchanting, too. That's that's at four.
3: So This, two coming from somebody who self-admittedly doesn't smith in other games. I hate it. I think I- this says a lot, considering you have three skills here that are all <laughs> crafting.
0: Oh yeah, and those are very low level. I mean, I, I you can barely make yeah. anything with that. I'll tell you that. But um, <clears throat> I am enjoying. I, I can make stuff for my level, and it's all like good quality stuff until I go into a dungeon and find an upgrade. So, I'm having a great time doing that. And I, I the That's only nice. reason why I've gotten into enchanting is so I can, you know, enchant my gear after I've I've made it.
3: That's, no, that's, Man, that's I can't wait
0: till awesome. fix that. Why? Enchanting? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it levels very
2: slowly. It levels too slowly. It does. I want to like, get okay, enchanting
0: done. Even, even, even Zoss said it levels too slowly. They're working on yeah, it. Yeah,
2: they're going to be fixing it in the, one of the upcoming mm-hmm.
3: updates. Absolutely. Too slowly to like discourage people from doing it? Too slowly as
0: compared to the other crafting professions okay. out there. Uh, so I guess just to, just to finish up next week, I'm, I'm going to start, uh, doing, I abandoned the main story and, uh, and the mages guild quests for a while. I'm going to get back into that. Uh, I am enjoying the quests out in Malibu Tor. I'm about to finish that. Hopefully next week I'll have it done. Uh, looking to get into PVP once I hit 50, we'll see how that goes. And I am going to, I'm actually going to put a mod, um, an add on into my game and that's going to be AKO's no written dialogue and next week I'm going to have some information on that. Basically cool. what this mod does is it adds um it adds the it's an add-on that removes the written dialogue from quests so you have a more Skyrim-like experience. Uh guild member had tipped me off to this.
3: So, I'm going to check that out. I'm very curious to hear we got to say that, yeah. Yeah. Uh also I this week, have tried
2: to then. Why? Usually if a guild member tips you off to anything, it's not No, don't do it. All right, Elitist Dave.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Peasants, Whatever, We don't mix with those plebs.
0: (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, we had Classic Elder Scrolls Night this week, or I should say last week we had Classic Elder Scrolls Night. It is a biweekly show. However, uh, that being said, the next time we are supposed to have uh, a Classic Elder Scrolls Night, it would fall on uh, the 4th of July, which we're not actually going to do. So... I'll try and put something out that week, but, you know, life being what it is, it may actually go about a month until we do another classic Elder Scrolls. Um, We recorded episode 16 in Skyrim with my Questless Mage. Uh, That's up for download right now on this feed that you're listening to right now. Uh, uh, Maury and Shank and I had a great discussion about what we could do to make Skyrim better if we had the ability to, and, of course, if we want a co-op Elder Scrolls game in the future. Uh, the quest was play, th- play through on the characters going really well, uh, roaming around in Skyrim, entering caves and dungeons, uh, still trying to overcome obstacles, not touching any of the big quest chains, just doing the quest as, as my character is forced to do them, if any at all. So far in the last two episodes, I haven't done any of uh, a single quest yet. And mainly I'm going to start going into Illusion. So uh, that is it, guys. Seriously, you're not going to do it because of the 4th of July? Yeah, well, I'm not going to be home. I'm not going to be home for the 4th. Bar- like you're working because stuff. of fireworks? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh... I have a family, Dave, so... you know. Wait.
2: <laughs> so what does that have to do with the 4th of July? I must be missing something. <laughs> I have a family, too, but... Right. 4th of July is just another day not to see them. Okay, alright. That's That sounds cool. You can go back
3: to communism, Dave.
0: Yeah. I I'm going to try and get something out that week, but it it won't be um it won't be uh, it won't be on Friday. I'll try and get some kind of classic Elder Scrolls night going, but you know, we'll we'll see how it works. That that week is going to be like on a on a day-by-day basis because uh 4th of July is usually a very very busy week for me at work and um you know, with family as well, it's busy for me at home, so so we'll see
3: what happens. America. America. F
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the Elder Scrolls news, guys. This has been a big week, and we we've taken the show probably about twenty to thirty minutes longer—twenty minutes longer than I have wanted to. So, um, if we skip through anything,
2: I'll hate
0: you for it. Yeah, Dave will fl- flog me on air for it. It's so, okay can because
2: Arwen's into it sexy beatings (laughs) yeah
0: uh so so here we go elder scrolls online update to version 1.2.3 has released has released uh patch notes were released on the official eso forums uh, announcing some long-awaited features and we're going to get into that right now number one veteran crypt of hearts is now out the Lich Nireneth has returned to inflict endless agony on the spirits he trapped in the original Crypt of Hearts. Fight oh. Mysterious Daedra and ultimately the Lich himself to free these souls in an entirely new content experience. Veteran Crypt of Hearts <coughs> continues the story begun in the original dungeon. The Veteran Dungeon is intended to be a challenge for groups of Veteran rank 12 player characters. So if you're not VR12, don't even try it.
3: So basically only Mori can do this? Probably, yeah. Okay. Pretty Probably,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, most likely. Uh, you know where I first saw this? Uh-huh, go ahead. In
1: my head? Veteran Kingdom Hearts dungeon. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sora the key sword going to be there? Cool, I'm in. I'm so in.
0: <laughs> I get to be
2: Goofy. You okay? I'm always Nobody's going to fight you on that one. Nobody's going to fight me. I like Goofy. <laughs> Goofy's the paladin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Field of View Slider. As cool as the veteran Crypt of Hearts dungeon is, no one actually cares about it because the Field of View Slider is out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you know, that's kind of what I've been hearing is, yay, cool, dungeon. Oh, Field of View Slider, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro? <laughs> Can't word. Basically been... And, and it's great to have it in the game. It, it looks great, feels great. Have you guys been tinkering with it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about it, Lou?
1: Oh, uh, it's definitely an improvement I pushed it all the way to this max which is I think uh, defaults default's what's 70 and then the max you can push it out to is 130 and it is an improvement I do like it a lot so when I drop into first person mode I don't feel gosh uh motion sick yeah or, or I'm not as, I don't feel like you know I'm a horse with blinders on you know it's like wow I can actually see something in the world
0: yeah you got a little bit more perspective on your pretty much all around around the around all the edges um, mm-hmm. we did a test on it in um, on a live stream and, and I thought the test was was extremely uh, it was very dramatic from one end of the spectrum to the other. the field of view slider is is uh, the dramatic is, the, the change is extremely dramatic from one end to the other. Um, here's what I'm excited about yes, field of view slider I'm excited about that I'm excited more about this pick up armor and weapons.
2: Thank you. Yes, Nobody weapons wants and field of view Hey, another reason not to bring in a first-person viewer into the guild or into the group. Uh, weapons and armor found that in is- the
0: world can now be picked <clears throat> up and equipped. That's fallen. So,
3: so, um, so, uh, how, 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 how much of this, like. How much of the random stuff lying around can you pick up? Can you literally, if you literally just see a sword in the middle of the woods, you just pick on the it ground, up. right now, you pick can pick up? it up. So anything, anything yeah. that's yes. lying on the ground,
2: anything that's a armor okay. piece or a sword, yeah. you pick it up. Yeah, that's okay. It's that's, crap, but it's physically there. It makes it feel like that's what it should be. But that's you know awesome. what?
0: You know what I've noticed? It, yeah, it may be crap, but if you're in a, I noticed today being in Malbultor, um, I picked up, I picked up a a sword that. It was, it was leveled. So I was able to, to take that sword and, and use some honing stones and then turn it into a
2: green level item. And then mm-hmm. I could right. enchant that sword. Right. I mean, you can actually make it something nice. Yeah. But it is just a blank base item.
0: Absolutely. Which is exactly what it needed to be because mm-hmm. that's the way it is in, in every other Elder Scrolls game. It's, it's not something that you're going to you know pick up and be awesome with. It's just a blank base item but because of crafting being what it is in this game, it is something that you can turn in, into an awesome mm-hmm. item.
2: Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of neat if they actually had somewhere down the line really good items that are just laying on the ground. You know, one in a million chance that it's something amazing. Like, what? You picked up a staff? It's the freaking Wabbajack? What the hell? <laughs> it be kind of awesome. would <laughs> be kind of awesome. So uh
0: the unofficial Elder Scrolls page actually um kind of sent out a tweet and asking i believe how it was and, and I had answered them but feels great because you know it feels more closer akin to the um the single player games and uh, I, I I feel like it definitely does uh, it feels it feels closer to the single player Elder Scrolls experience when you're just able to do that so so now you can do this guys you can pick up armor and weapons uh much more readily in the game than you were able to do before and then, of course, they list uh, improved interior lighting. They say a picture's worth a thousand words, so take a look at these images of our new window projections. And you got to go to the website for that, of course.
3: It looks pretty.
0: Sure does. Um, okay. Then now here's here's the real big the real big stuff here. The bow and the Nightblade got a little loving this week. Dave, why don't you not you go into some of this stuff?
2: Okay. The the big thing was the bow. The bow got a lot of love. Um, they, they put in a little bit of love towards the poison arrow. They put in a little bit of love to make um, their snipe a little bit better. Now the duration is down. The range is down. Both how far away you have to be from the enemy, but it also reduces how far away you can be from the enemy. But they have like a bunch of extra stuff that goes along with the bow that really made it feel nice. Uh, specifically, which is going to help me the most, is poison arrow got its dot damage increased by like 50%. Mm -hmm. which is balling. So Bo, they got some love, which is good. Bo needed some love. We spoke about that last week. Now, the Nightblade, it's still the same old, same old. The whole point of what they did with the Nightblade is they went through and tried to upgrade the things that weren't being used or were being used in a way that made the game kind of broken. To kind of bring in the skills that were useless or were, <laughs> hell, straight up not wanted and make them usable a little bit. A lot of it, though, still seems like just not enough. It, the, the whole point is, is that there, there's still too few skills that kind of sync together in a useful fashion to be able to be used in different builds, just fixing some of these skills still makes me not want to use them.
0: On that, Lou, what do you have to say?
1: Well, I'm glad they're they're starting. You know, we're starting to see Zoss. You know, the keeping of the word. There are making improvements, and I know for some players in the forums, it's not enough. But you know what? Be happy that they're doing something. It, I'm <laughs> okay. very happy
2: that they're doing yeah. something, but
1: right. and be grateful too that they are actually spread out to where yeah, they 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 not only touch the bow, but they start working on the issues with the Nightblade. blade. Right. Okay, and as we have here in our notes, at least three areas they touch: assassination, shadow, and siphoning. All right, they're looking into it, and they're slowly and gradually making the adjustments. Um, and I think we talked about this off air too. It's at it, it's. Probably better to do it this way as opposed to doing one massive sweeping change, yeah, and dramatically affecting a very good portion of the player base and making whatever builds they've worked on before and are currently playing with leveling, sure, questing, uh, doing the trials with just makes them totally broken so they you know got to go back, it and figure right. out right, what the heck
0: works. God forbid, see it see what I like about this is it uh, what they're they're changing it little by little and seeing how it works. If they did a big broad sweeping change, they could break something by accident. Yeah. And now they got to retcon the whole thing. They got to just, you know, go back and redo the whole thing and it's going to be a bigger mess. So I'm glad they're they're doing this. Um, just to kind of call it out, a shadow cloak from the shadow tree, uh, this ability can now be cast when you have less than 35% of your Magicka, additionally using this ability while a monster is taunted will now cause it to attack a different target. That seems to be a huge change. Uh, Poison Arrow got a buff. Damage over time for this ability has been increased by 50%. And well, uh, Snipe hold on, got hold a buff. Can I
3: just ask a quick question here?
0: Uh, yeah, hold on one second, Shank. Uh, and then, of course, Snipe got a buff as well. Reduce the cast time from three seconds to two seconds. Also reduce the range from forty meters to thirty-five meters, and reduce the minimum range from twenty meters to ten meters. What's your question, Shank?
3: So this is where I'm getting a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. Um, just and this is on just purely terminology. Um, from playing lotro with Bradford and playing with you know seeing this stuff too. What's a buff? A buff is good or bad. Good. It can be good either. Okay.
2: It's normally associated with good if you call it a buff. Yeah. It's okay. bad if you call it a debuff. But both are okay. buffs.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: It does depend on the context. Okay. But, all right, um, moving, moving along, we've got, we've got this, too, that we've got to cover. This, this happened today. And shout out to Monovan for, for sending us the, uh, the link here through Twitter. I got this this morning. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Monovan, for this because yes. this, is, this is important.
1: Thank you for Gemini Efficiency.
2: Yes. Putting it out there. The, uh, we're uh, mad at her because she scored a point on us today. The the little panzer tank that could. Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: Monovan's awesome. <laughs> Love you, Joe. Uh new updates on Justice System. Yes, ju- the justice system. We're getting we're getting some, some information coming coming to us. All right, the creative director of the Elder Scrolls Online and lifetime achievement winner of Shank's Huge G Award, which we imagine still stands majestically next to his can of Mountain Dew on his desk at Cinemax Online Studios, uh, was interviewed (laughs) by Gaming Bolt, a a, a video game web news uh, thing that's not nearly as cool as QGM, by the way. Anyway, uh, (laughs) on the post-launch of ESO and what features may be coming... To the game soon. Among other things, this article explains what the upcoming justice system will give players: the ability to steal from NPCs.
3: Sorry, I'll, I'll wait. You to feel. Like
0: but also, afraid. no, 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 <laughs> clapping is good. <laughs> but also from other players as well. Now, the addition of this content will also allow players to act as guards and attempt to stop these thieving players, who no doubt feel. Like they are simply exercising their, in quotes, natural right to (laughs) five-finger discounts, end quote, from our pockets. This means that the system will be adding a type of PvP into the main world, which we're talking about non-Cyretel. Sage also stated that players will also be able to kill these NPCs. But there wasn't any clarification if he had meant any NPC, which could include quest givers as well. So, yes, you can steal from NPCs and kill them. You can also steal from players as well. Other players can act as guards and engage in combat with you when you steal. So, watch yourself, you thieving grab ass. Uh, we've, we've got a quote here from, from Paul Sage who says, and I quote, uh, We're looking at adding the justice system which is where players can steal from NPCs and the NPCs will react to that. I can kill NPCs and NPCs will react to that. The coolest thing I think about the system is because it's online, we can allow players to not just steal and kill, but they can also become guards and act in justice. So you'll have a little bit of PVP in the real world in the justice system." End quote from Paul Sage.
2: Okay. I just got excited because Catman will be coming back. Catman, Catman, yeah. Catman, from the shadows. <laughs> from the shadows, lurking, his leg lifted in the air as he licks along his thigh. Catman. Oh, oh, That's <laughs> very suggestive. <laughs> oh, come on, you know that we've all seen a cat do that.
0: Do I look like a kijiji to you? <laughs> Catman, Catman. <laughs> Uh, We also learned these interesting tidbits as well. We want to pass them on. Number one, new veteran-ranked dungeon, City of Ash, coming soon, TM. No date specified. Number two, Rain Region 3 of Craglorn, coming soon, TM. No date or details yet. TM. Uh, TM. TM. Uh, Number three, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One does not have a specific release date yet.
3: Not surprised.
0: Yeah. And number four, Zenimax Online Studios is aiming to keep their three to four week content cadence for uh for 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 their for their so and 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 sentence there because I said everything I needed to say on that.
2: This <laughs> this it's, it's, it's <laughs> like yeah, we uh we intend to add things.
0: Every three to four
2: weeks. Eventually.
0: Eventually. Do I look like a a K to you? <laughs>
2: Oh lord, Catman, Catman, Catman!
0: Guys, real quick, uh, what do you what do you think about this? Let's start with Dave.
2: Um, I can see this quickly going going wrong, uh, but then again, I'm a worrywart. Yeah, you are. I, I I I worry. Um, but honestly, this could be a lot of fun as long as the the player pickpocketing pickpockets from a. A uh, randomized pull the same way you'd pickpocket from an NPC mm-hmm. and doesn't steal stuff from another player I'd be okay with it if this allows players to steal stuff from other players I will t- probably be canceling my sub uh Shank
3: for actually this is a rarity and I agree with Dave um Mark that on the calendar. This has a huge potential to go totally wrong if it's not implemented correctly, um, especially the players stealing from other players. I like this. This is bringing just more Elder Scrolls into this game. But I, I do agree that they really, really need to be careful with what can you steal from other players and when can you steal from other players. If they're just sitting there like reading their inventory or adjusting their bank or something, is that when you steal I don't know so yeah. I think this has to be done very very carefully I've got faith in the devs
0: on on this I've seen the systems I've seen them put in the game uh, they they work all right they work very very well it's just when they when they do come out there's there's more that could be added to it um, barring bow use and uh, stamina builds uh, and night blades. which you know, that's a pretty big barring, but... <laughs> Look, the guys make mistakes, but I do have faith in them, all right? So shut up. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, and then Lou, of course.
1: Well, I'm really hopeful, and I know so far Zenex has kept to their uh, three to four week release schedule, which is great, because how many times have we heard MMOs promise that, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a constant, steady, reliable... Content release schedule and... tour Yeah, and, and yep. pretty much either fall flat in their face or just blatantly ignore it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And so far, what? How Again, how long are we in? A little over three months. Okay, and we've seen some major content updates. Okay. Even though what I said earlier on, yeah, so stick to it. Yes, I, I would like them to keep this aggressive pace because I think it's great yeah. that a company can actually do it. But by the same token, you know, hopefully it, it, it won't... Add to the other teams that are out there, you know, hoping to, to fix and squash the bugs that, you know, have popped up in the game.
0: Uh, they've Carlo, got, I think they've
1: got the staff for it. I'm just hoping, you know, they, 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 they can find that, uh, that fine line and do that bouncing hack they need to do. And I think they're on the way to do it, though. They can do it.
0: The uh, Carlo Brown in the chat room is saying stealing when AFK could be a huge problem. And uh, Liz, Mistress LeBeau, is saying, too exploitable, I think. All right. Um, Shank, what do you think? Point number three here. Uh, discussion topic three. What do you think?
3: Uh, well, I. it's very, very tempting. Yeah. I, I would personally think uh, to get the type of discussion that I know that this topic deserves, and that all four of us can bring, I, I think I think we would do it justice better next week when there's a little bit more time. All right.
0: Uh. So so what we're gonna do is next week we're gonna talk about this. Could Elder Scrolls IP have a future in other genres? Um, and we'd like to hear from you guys as well
2: too on this. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Get some interaction.
0: Little little teaser for you. Let's 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 work it that way. You yeah. know. Hopefully next week it's it's kind of a um a slow. A slow news week. If it is a slow news week, you know we're gonna we're gonna get this in there. And of course, um, I did promise everyone a a um, a, uh, a piece of music this week. I got to break that promise. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, <gasps> um, we're not going to have that in this week. I want to have it in for next week because, uh, like like this topic, I, I really want to devote some some time. And try and see if I can either get um, either Liz or Bradford on on the uh, the conversation when, when we play this because they worked very hard on it. If I can get both, it'd be even better. So um, hopefully we'll we'll have a a nice piece of uh, a nice piece of, of music for you next week. And of course, uh, weigh in. Send us your emails to Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com on could the Elder Scrolls IP have a future in other games? The Elder Scrolls, the series. In other genres of gaming. Sky's the limit on this, guys. It doesn't even have to be in, in pixel form. It doesn't have to be a video game. Whatever you think. And emails, and we'll talk about some of those emails and some of your ideas as well of our own next week, of course. All right. Um, that brings us over to uh, probably the single greatest piece of uh, information that we can, we can throw at you right now. And that is that is the Elder Scroll.
1: Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How am I help you?
0: Yes,
2: you have an Elder Scroll.
3: Hello, I'd and what can I, I do for like you? Ha-
2: you have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes. I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my.
0: And Lou, take it away, good sir.
1: Thank you very kindly. And as I promised last week, going to continue with the timelines of the Elder Scrolls games. So last week was the Dawn Era, the beginning. And this week we're going to cover the Merethic Era timeline, another step into myth and legend. And I just want to point out and note and this is on the, on the wiki and the UASP as well. The Merithic Era, also known as the Mythic Era, is a period with few known exact dates. And some of the events below may be misplaced in the general narrative. Okay, the era is dated backwards from year zero, the first era, which is in conjunction with the traditional Nordic Merithic dating. Okay, and it's marked by the founding of the Cameron Dynasty. So keep that in mind. No exact timeline, no exact dates, because no one was around really, or to write this stuff down. So where do we begin? The early Merethic era, or Merethic era, twenty five hundred. The Durney Tower was constructed. All right, the latest archaeological study of the Durney Tower on the Isle of Alphiera and High Rock has dated its construction to around twenty five hundred in the Merethic era, the earliest known date in Aldmeri and Nordic history which makes it the oldest known structure in Tamriel. What happens there? Well, the Etada hold a convention to this tower, setting the laws of Mundus and ending the Dawn Era. The Days of the Beast Folk The Aboriginal Beast Peoples, who are the ancestors of the Khajiit, Yargonian, and the Beast Folk, they live in pre-literate communities throughout Tamriel. Each has their own accounts of this time period. Scholars later surmise that, at this time, the Khajiit have the predominant culture in southern Tamriel. The Middle Marathic Era The Return of the Elves The Aldmer now leave doomed and now lost Almeris, also known as Old Elnafe, and settle in Tamriel. First colonies are distributed widely along the entire coast of Tamriel. Later, inland settlements are found primarily in fertile lowlands in southwest and central Tamriel. They are significantly more sophisticated than other cultures, displaying power beyond what could be expected of the time. The literate and technologically advanced Aldmeri cultures drive the relatively primitive beast folk into the jungles, marshes, mountains, and wastelands. The Adamantine Tower is rediscovered and captured by the Direni, a prominent and powerful Aldmeri clan. The Crystal Tower the Crystal Tower is built in the Somerset Isle. The Search for Aldmeris Aldmeri explorers, notably Torval the pilot, explore and chart Tamriel's sea lanes. From Somerset, Torvald sails north around Tamriel, then up the river Niben deep into central Cyrodiil, where he acquires the eight islands, the site of the White Hill Tower, from the native town Birdman, as gifts for giving them the secret of illiteracy. Aldmeri explorers map the coast of Ardenfell, building the First Era High Elven Wizard Towers at Algedania, Balfell, Tel Arun, and Telmara and Morrowind Rise of the Aelids The feathered men of central Cyrodiil disappear from history only to be replaced by the Aelids who are quite fond of adorning themselves in feathers hmm. These wild elves, also known as the Heartland High Elves, preserve the Dawn-era magic and language of the Elnafay Obsensibly a tribute to the High King Eleanor Cyrodiil is very isolated from the Elmary leadership The White Gold Tower The Waikil Tower is built in Cyrodiil. The late Middle Merethic Era The Dwemer Expand The Dwemer, a free-thinking, reclusive elven clan devoted to the secrets of science, engineering, and alchemy, established underground cities and communities in the mountain range separating modern Skyrim and modern-day Morrowind, later known as the Velothi Mountains. The Transformation of Trinimac According to Otmary Tradition, a great battle occurs between Trinimac and Boethia as a result of the Velothi dissonant movement. Trinimac is consumed and returns later as Malakath. His followers become the Oryx. The followers of Beloth and Boethia become the Chimer, who migrate to the, per- to the Promised Land of Resdane. Some traditions trace these events back to the Dawn Era. High Velothi Culture High Velothi Culture thrives in Resdane. The Chimer become dynamic, ambitious, long-lived elven clans devoted to fundamentalist ancestor worship. Despising the secular culture and profane practices of the Dwemer, the Chimer also covet their lands and resources and for centuries provoke them with minor raids and territorial disputes. The Late Morathic Era Fall of High Velothi Culture Velothi High Culture disappears on Vardenfell. The earliest known Dwemer Freehold colonies are constructed, the Velothi degenerate into tribal cultures, which, in time, evolved into the modern Great Houses of Marwind, or persist as the Ashlander tribes. The only surviving traces of this tribal culture are scattered Velothi Towers and the Ashlander nomads on Barnville Island. Altmeri Abandonment The original First Era High was wizard Towers along the coast of Tamriel are abandoned around this time. Merethic Era 1000 men appear on Tamriel. Archaeologists later trace the earliest known human settlements in High Rock, Hammerfell, and Cyrodiil to around this time. For centuries, raiders across the Sea of Ghosts across the Sea of Ghosts sorry, to invade and settle on Tamriel. Men are soon predominant along the northern coasts. The Return The Proto-Nords and the final migrations from settled in northern Tamriel. Nordic hero Ysgrimor, leader of a great colonizing fleet, Tamriel develops a runic transcription of Nordic speech based on Elvish principles, and is the first human historian. Ysgrimur's fleet lands at Saric Head, at the extreme northern tip of Skyrim's broken cape, and builds Sarthal nearby. The Elves drive the men away during the Night of Tears, but Ysgrimur soon returns with his 500 companions and establishes human dominance in modern-day Skyrim. The Wandering Hero an immortal hero, warrior, sorcerer, and king, variously known as White Whitestrake, Harold Harry Briggs, no. Ismir, Hans the Fox, etc., wanders Tamriel, gathering armies, conquering lands, ruling, then abandoning his kingdoms to wander again. The Doomstones of Skyrim. Scholars later assume the Doomstones of Skyrim are placed throughout the land during this time. Dreams of Solengard. The earliest known writings and stories emerge amongst the proto-Nords of a hidden, timeless place of eternal life known as Sovangard. A magnificent hall of valor built by Shore to honor the departed who proved their mettle in battle. The Dragon War At this time, the dragons under Alduin had claimed dominion over all Mundus and presided over man at Mora and then Tamriel. The Nords worshipped them as gods and built many temples dedicated to them. Dragon priests Servants of the dragon overlords become increasingly tyrannical, eventually causing men to rebel. Thousands of men die until a few dragons join their fight, when the tide turns in their favor. Alduin is banished, and dragon priests are overthrown. The remaining dragons are are scattered, their population decimated. Merethic Era, First Year The events of Balewood culminate in the founding of the Cameron Dynasty, Year Zero of the First Era. And there are some miscellaneous events that they want to point out. Uh, the towers. The other towers of Tamriel built, including Aurichok, Green Sap, Walk Brass, or the Brass Tower, and Snow Throat, also called the Snow Tower. Magic from the Sky. Travelers gather celestial minerals, which are used to build many things, including the Great Orrery at First Hold. The Wars of Yakuda. The Na Tambu, the royalty of the Yakutins, the ancient Red Guards, fight to a standstill among themselves to decide who will lead the charge against the left-handed Elves. Lucky intervenes, and a victor emerges. Diagna, an avatar of the Hunding, brings Orochak weapons to the Yakutins, which prove instrumental in defeating the Elves. And that ends what is known about the Merethic Era. And I just want to say thank you to the Unuspicious Elves Pages. This was Wiki and the Imperial Library. Hope you all enjoyed it. Folks, if you like the Lord as much as I do, please, please visit these sites. Take a look.
0: Oh, great job again, Lou. Uh, this week in Tamrielic Holidays was Dancing Day, which was mid-year the 23rd. Dancing Day is a time-honored holiday in Daggerfall. Who started it is questionable, but the Red Prince, Atric, popularized it in the Second Era, and it's an occasion of great pomp and merriment for all the people of Daggerfall from the nobles down. And Tybedtha, mid-year the 24th. Tybedtha is Middle Tamrielic for Tiber's Day. It's not surprising that the lorddom of Alacair celebrates its most famous native with a great party. Historically, Tiber Septum never returned once
2: to his beloved birthplace. Aw, oh, nice. Hey, we're going to throw a party for you every year, and you're not going to show up. Sure. <laughs> And who's a jerk now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think he is? Rule of the known world? Oh, Oh, Uh, yeah, he uh is. Oh, oh.
3: a little.
0: (laughs) Just a bit. Uh, But where there's that, there's also...
3: I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only.
0: The mail. The mail, the mail. (laughs) We've got one email this week, guys. That we, uh, we wanted to throw on the, the old the old podcast for you. Yeah, Dave, please scoop this up for
2: right. us. Uh sure. It says, hey, Asoder. My name is Donald. And my question <laughs> is in Elder Scrolls Online, if player housing was created, what could it be used for? In single player games, you could sleep, store supplies, slash loot, craft, and sleep. Sleeps in there twice. But in ESO <laughs> sleeping would be a waste of time you have a bank for supplies and crafting tables set up in towns to get you to explore will housing be worth the time and effort of acquiring love the show and can't wait to hear what you have to say uh zol my gut later skeever butts I know who this is always <laughs> says later skeever butts.
0: <laughs> okay and uh and what do you say Dave
2: Um, Well, I've played a few MMOs that have housing. Uh, One of the big things, and I know that that we all are thinking it, is it's a storage bin for all of our crap. Okay? This is the perfect place to put those million different trophy items that you get for doing crazy missions. Oh, thank God. I would love that. That would be great, wouldn't it? All of those different
0: trophies that I have, in, in the, the chat room called it out. I think it was Liz who said it. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be great if we had housing in this game so we could take all those trophies out of our bank inventory space and finally have a nice place to, to put them? It would. Yeah. I, I would now, love it for that.
2: A lot of people think you put in housing and immediately everyone disappears. I've played many MMOs that have housing. I've never once seen an MMO that has housing and you never see people. I played Final Fantasy XI, has housing. In fact, it's in one of the major cities that you get to your housing. It makes the city busier. Yeah, it does. You have the uh, SWOTOR, has personal housing. Your your, uh, ship has personal housing, yet you see people everywhere Mm -hmm. in the main dock area. So I I've never seen. You always hear horror stories. They put in housing. You'll never see anybody again. It's quite the opposite. You put in housing in one place. That's where you get to it. You see everybody there. Yeah, so that's I think very this true. This a great idea. If they put it in, it'd be a huge community hub.
0: I agree. I agree. I think it would be. I think it'd be fantastic to to have to have housing, uh, and and I think in in proper Elder Scrolls fashion. Um, you should have housing in in various cities all throughout all throughout your faction's territory, not just, you know, what's considered the main city for your territory. I think you should be able to acquire real estate in all of the different kinds of large cities that exist and be able to, to decorate them um with with a high level of of uh customization.
1: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like for example, Emery in Dominion. Yeah, if you're a high elf, but yeah, you would get housing in in Auradon. But the moment you step into Bosmer land, guess what? You can get a Bosmer-style house.
0: Right. Big oh, old Architecture,
1: because they're a different culture.
0: What say you, Shank?
3: I think housing needs to be in the game. Um, I understand why it wasn't at launch, probably because of other stuff. But I am one of those people that... And Liz basically read my mind and she said i mean that's a side distraction right now uh referring to you know the housing because yeah. i am one of those people that will Absolutely. spend and you said it too of our when customization yeah dude, dude i love spending just i'll spend like an hour in my house just customizing putting my armors just this way you know putting my swords and weapons just this way and all the trophies and stuff that you're talking about, I will. It's a point of pride. I'll put them on my shelf and arrange them. I, I think that that right there is a great example of a distraction. I think it needs to be in the game. I it would be awesome, honestly. And like you said, all the major cities. Seriously, can you imagine going from one province to the, to the next, having mm-hmm. a different house looking different to you oh. because purely because of the cultural differences?
4: Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: That would be great.
3: That would be awesome. And if they like even expanded what's on the single player games right now and like gave you like literally a plot of land where you could do like gardening and stuff like that. I mean
2: Oh, I think that'd be amazing.
3: That would be amazing. I mean because yeah. that's how, how personal is that? That's yeah. so personal. And I think oh, yeah. that would be amazing.
0: Especially for alchemists, a little area to like grow, yes! grow, grow some to, of your favorite. To grow ones.
2: stuff? That would be so cool. Yeah, maybe Ooh, like or, you could
0: put in a fishing area. Go ahead, just yes, uh, so, uh, one of the
1: cool features that I still use though we can hide out. The mannequins. Full suits of armor and a weapon oh, on your mannequin. Like, you yeah. know, if you collected the entire set of uh you know, for a mage, uh Willow's path. But you didn't want to, you know, put it in your inventory or do not want to run a storage spot because you like the look of it because it is high quality yeah. construction. So you know what? You put it on a mannequin and now you can see oh, that looks badass. Oh yeah, That's armor
0: armor stands and weapon racks. Look, we can we can take uh we can take swords off a weapon rack. It'd be great if we can Put them back on. Put them back on and display them prominently in our house. And you walk in there and be like, "I use that sword to to uh, you know save the um, the uh, save the silver, guys." You know,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I, if we take a page from Skyrim, like the, the ability to mount Chilrend or the Eben sword on your wall,
2: <laughs> that'd be kind of mean. I'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would love it.
0: That would be amazing. Just just stuff like that, see, so this is what we're talking about when it comes to distraction based content being in this game and it not being there yet, but when you get it, you're going to say I was missing it and didn't even know it. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, one last
1: thing like, just toss in there. I mean, if Liz likes being an interior decorator online, she can make money saying, "You know what? I am a kick ass interior decorator. These are players' houses I've done. Hire me
0: <laughs> absolutely. All right, guys, uh, that's the end of our show, but uh, hey, if you enjoyed this show, you might enjoy everything else that we do here at at Quest Gaming Network, Uh, and we got a big old old, uh, announcement to make, and we'll get to that in just a second, but first, uh, you might enjoy Classic Elder Scrolls Night. That happens on Fridays at 9 p.m. And uh, we we uh, rewind the clock back ever so slightly, or or extremely dramatically, and we we play a classic Elder Scrolls game and and have a discussion regarding that
2: game. Uh, then, of course, well, let's we, let's be serious. The only reason people watch that show is so they can swoon over Maury. Yeah, well, you know how many times a week we get messages in asking if he's single. Come on, ladies, keep it in your pants.
0: I know, I know. I I didn't want to call it out, but. Uh, you know, you, you, sometimes you just got to be honest.
1: It's that accent, isn't it? It's
3: it does it for me. Of course, it's the accent. <laughs> it's his legs. <laughs>
0: it's his legs and how well he shaves them. Uh, hey, guess what, guys? Minecraft off the record is back, and and it is on Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern as well. Every other Friday, when uh, when we're not doing Classic Elder Scrolls Night, you better believe that Fred and uh, and um, and Asa, they're they're in there uh, interviewing whom they're going to interview regarding Minecraft, talking about the QGN Minecraft server and, and having a ball talking about Minecraft. Minecraft off the record, a huge fan favorite here and one of the founding shows and pillars of this network has returned, Minecraft off the record, Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Rift. Rift with Reforged. The Guild Reforged. They're live Sunday mornings.
2: At 9 a.m. Eastern, and Dave, you joined them for the last episode, did you not? I I did. In fact, we got together and ran Greenscales Blight, the first raid of Rift. Uh, we Normally, a 20-man, we ha- we did it with an eight-person group. Wow. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but we were way over-leveled, but it, it was a lot of fun, and, and this next upcoming Sunday, we're going to be running River of Souls, if I can talk them into it, which is the second raid up. That's excellent.
0: Now, now we do that show live mm-hmm. Sunday mornings at nine a.m. right here on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Quest Gaming Network. But we fully expect you to catch it on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Quest Gaming Network. So if you didn't see it live, that's okay. We understand. You're probably at church or just plain dead asleep on Sunday morning. <laughs> The fact of the matter is, is we know you're not going to be able to be there uh, all the time, 100% of the time. So we got your back. Got your back like a butt cracked right there on oh, YouTube. YouTube.com oh, slash Quest Gaming Network. It is there for you. <laughs> well, now I'm going to check it out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, a, like a prison shower, it is both wonderful, exhilarating,
2: that's not like what a shower is. We at need all. to just stop here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> did I did I miss it or did we talk about our new show? Uh
0: Totally Heroes. Okay. That's out there. But uh but we'll get to that in a second. SWOTOR Reforged Mondays Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Swotor Reforged. Of course we're talking about Swotor, but we're doing it in a role playing way. Join the heroes of the Ebon millennium as they cruise through the galaxy talking about their gameplay in Star Wars The Old Republic. Beware of our Sith. It may get all over your face. And totally heroes. Wow. Totally live. That is QGN personalities and escapees from insane asylums. David D. (laughs) and Forrest Adams. Shank, I'm too good for an E in my Twitter (laughs) name, The Tank. And Brian... The Jason Statham of Lord of the Rings Online Armstrong weighing in on, yes, the gaming industry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the gaming industry has not been the same since this show has debuted. We've had people from from Sony and, and Microsoft uh, send emails to us saying, I I I cried, I laughed, I threw a defenseless animal into a wall. I was so angry. Please stop doing the show. Nay, keep doing the show. Will Wheaton. He he wrote a book that no one bought about how great that show is. Totally heroes, totally live, right there Mondays at ten p.m. Eastern. Exactly, sure. Because Sith happens, and you might have to wipe it off your face. Oh, <laughs> well now. <laughs> Shank Spiel, your weekly dose of Shank and his musings on the ind- on the gaming industry. Join him for rants, ravings, and information every Thursday at nine Eastern, nine a.m. Eastern. On Quest Gaming Network and on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/Quest Gaming Network. New episode's up today. Ubisoft, Ubisoft's contempt for PC gamers. This is a much uh, a, a a must listen, a must watch. But uh, this one actually does have some uh, some potty language in it, guys.
3: Potty uh- <laughs> That's great. Yes.
0: <laughs> so uh, please make sure that it, you are listening to it in an appropriate setting. And, of course, Shank's Saturday. Shank's weekly live stream every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern and available later on YouTube, youtube.com slash
3: Network. Shank, what are you going to play this week? I bought Wolfenstein the new order off the Steam sale last night. I'm loving it. Going to stream it on Saturday. Excellent. Uh, we've
0: got more to get into regarding this, but really the most important thing is our announcement. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is that? Is that? Oh, that looks like a screenshot from Lord of the Rings Online. Oh my god, is Quest Gaming Network finally doing a Lord of the Rings Online show? Yes. (gasps) May we present to you our explanation of the first Lotro show here at QGN, the White Council. And who better to present that to you than Joseph, kind of a badass Bradford, Describing to us what is the White Council.
4: Welcome to the White Council.
2: I've started a new campaign to teach you... So
0: first we're going to go through this advertisement. Oh boy, isn't that wonderful? We're going to skip that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love it when
3: live fails just a little bit? It's okay to vamp...
4: Welcome to The White Council, a new show about the Lord of the Rings by the Quest Gaming Network. The aim of The White Council is to show the lore of the Lord of the Rings one LOTRO quest at a time. Thanks to the power of today's media, we are able to not only see the locations that for years we could only visit in our books, but also interact and visit with them within the confines of video games. The Lord of the Rings Online brings together many places within Middle Earth, and the White Council strives to teach you a little more about the world. of-
2: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God! Wow! What the hell? I don't know. It just, it just, uh, it just all right. We should, we should just vamp this. It's, it's just so broke. Lotro, muddy is dwarfing all of all of Azeroth.
3: Yes, Flatber,
2: yes. a boss. Uh, random guests up to six people in a party Buy quest packs because it's free to play. (laughs) So, all right. Is there anything I'm missing? Yeah. I
3: panic a lot. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to try this one more time. I I swear. All right. One more time, guys. Let's, let's, uh, let's give Bradford our, our heartfelt and sincere attention.
4: Welcome to The White Council, a new show about the Lord of the Rings by the Quest Gaming Network. The aim of The White Council is to show the lore of the Lord of the Rings one LOTRO quest at a time. Thanks to the power of today's media, we are able to not only see the locations that for years we could only visit in our books, but also interact and visit with them within the confines of video games. The Lord of the Rings Online brings together many places within Middle-earth, and the White Council strives to teach you a little more about the world around you as you play. Travel with us as we take you to iconic places such as the Prancing Pony in Bree, the Last the Hom- Homely House, and the Elven Refuge of Rivendell. We'll answer questions such as why the statues of the King Crossing of are holding the sword and scepter of Númenor. We'll even take you to the fallen city of Númenas. Are you able to face the long dark of Moria, we'll explore this vast mountain of the dwarves and talk about what exactly led to its ruin, as well as its unusual relationship with the Noldor in Eregion. Other places will include the heart of Elvindom of Earth, Karaskalathon, and of course the party tree within the Shire. We chose the name the White Council because we see ourselves as teachers of the lore, but also among those who would protect Middle-earth from those who would see to its ruin, much like the White Council within the story itself, which comprised of Elrond, Galadriel, Soderman, and Gandalf. So join myself, Joseph Bradford, as well as Lou the Loremaster, Olan, Shank the Tank, fellow Quest Gaming Network community members such as Rosie and Peter Knox, and our ever-rotating sixth host, including... Tolkien Britta from Middle-Earth News, as well as the Jason State of Middle-Earth himself, Brian Armstrong, as we explore the world of Middle-Earth together and learn more about the amazing world that Tolkien created.
0: Why Council, guys! New episodes each Monday and Friday only at youtube.com questgamingnetwork. There you go. So uh huge, huge thanks to uh to Joe Bradford for for putting that together. Uh absolutely cannot wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be epic and amazing. So all right, guys. Um further on down the line here, okay, where where you can connect with us, all right, uh Facebook, Facebook.com slash quest gaming network, google.com slash plus sign quest gaming network youtube youtube.com slash quest gaming network and twitch twitch.tv slash quest gaming network for all of our shows live all of our stated times are in fact eastern time of course uh that you can connect to us here at elder off email us at elder scrolls off the record at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at elder scrolls otr I am a Varwin. You can follow me at a Varwin. That's e v a r w y n. Lou, take a bow, sir. Is at gamerguy eleven b g a m e r g u y one one b. Dave is at D-Enforce, d i e n f o r c e. And Shank wants me yeah. to tell you he's at the Mightiest Dwarf. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and than me. and Shank is at Shank the Tank S-H-A-N-K-T-H- T A N K, gentlemen, your final thoughts. Let's start with Lou.
1: Uh, the justice system. Once I heard about that interview, saw what was going on. That could really be an interesting uh, feature in the game. I really hope, <laughs> though, uh, they work it out and so we're, it's not going to get exploited because it looks it looks promising to me.
2: And Dave. I'm really hoping that this is the first step toward fixing the Nightblade class. It really is. They really are trying, which is a good thing. Uh, But as y'all said, it needs to come in drips, because if they change everything all at once, it'll break the class a lot more than just doing one thing at a time. So this is a very good first step,
3: and I'm happy to see it. Indeed. And Shank. All I have to say is that my new character seems fun because she has the need for speed.
0: <sighs> Good God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the chat room, thank you for joining us, of course. Uh, this is Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Uh, I put in a link there in the chat room. Um, I know that you did not get to see the video that we, we had played through the live stream that you did here Uh, if you want to see the video of the White Council go ahead and click on that link right there and enjoy it everyone have a great night everyone thanks for being here thanks for listening on, uh, on on our RSS feed on Stitcher on iTunes thanks for watching us on YouTube take care everyone have a great night Elder Scrolls off the record is Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network Time to say goodbye, everyone. Let's start with Lou. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. See you all again next time. Bye, everybody. See you next
3: time. I am the mightiest dwarf in all of Tamriel.
0: (laughs) Take care, everyone. Be safe, and as always, may the foos be with you.